0: Y'all, we got a special treat for you today on the show. Sean Patton, one of, I tell you this, whoever your favorite comic is, Sean Patton is one of their favorite comics. I can say that about all three of us. Sean is absolutely amazing. He's a dude that we have all heard about for, I mean, 10, 12 years of this is the guy. And you can check out his new special, number one on Peacock right now. And we're so so glad that more people are getting to see what all of us comics have known for a very very long time. Sean Patton is at the top of the list on dudes who should be bigger than they are. Don't get me wrong. Sean has carved out a wonderful career. I'm just telling you, he deserves more. And after you listen to this interview, which might be the best we've had on Well Read, you will agree. He is hilarious. He is insightful. He is, uh, he's a thought provoking man, but coming at you f- uh, from a silly space which, as you know, I respect a lot. We had a wonderful time. The boys sat down with him in the Starburn studio, and I was happy to tag along via Zoom. So you're about to enjoy a wonderful sit-down with the hilarious, the talented Sean Patton. Before that, as you know, go to TreyCrowder.com or WellReadComedy.com for all of our dates. The boys are going to be in uh, Portland uh, next weekend. Sans me because I'm on paternity leave with my new baby boy. But filling in for me is the very hilarious Tushar Singh. Uh, Also go to patreon.com slash Trey Crowder for bonus Trey. Remember to listen to Drew's new podcast Gravy Baby. Listen to me and Trey's podcast which is about to celebrate its one year anniversary putting on airs. And for bonus me stuff You can go to parttimefunnyman.com. There's bonus podcasts. There's bonus essays. There's poems. There's videos. I read erotica. Whatever you want. It's just a lot of fun. That's parttimefunnyman.com. You can subscribe for $5 a month, or you can just get it for free. It's the same it doesn't matter you can like I said if you would like to give me $5 a month that's great but you can also view the same thing for free because I don't want money to come between anyone and enjoying my particular brand of silliness hey I've talked enough about myself I've talked enough about the guys let's get on with this interview with Mr. Sean Patton everybody
1: you guys ever you guys ever go to Birmingham Alabama Uh oh yeah yeah if Frequently if downtown there's like a waffle house in the town square right and, and it's the only I, I walked in there once I was there doing a festival the place was a, a total fucking chaos but there was no one in there and I sat at the bar and this woman comes out and she goes Hun, you can order if you want, but my entire staff just quit on me, so I'm gonna be the one making you the food, and I'm not a cook. And I was, just, and I felt bad, so I was like, no, it's fine. And I just got what I was going. I I still got the All Star Special because I'm fucking a, a glutton, <laughs> and it was the best. Oh she, really? She made it with such care. Yeah, yeah. While she... just venting about her day, and I was like, yeah, just coffee and orange juice, and it was just like this is the best waffle I've ever had at Waffle House. You missed awesome. out
0: on a golden opportunity because she 100% would have let you get back there and cook it had you
1: asked her. I thought you were going to say something. Like no. It sounds no. Like, I mean, I'm, you know what? Maybe that was a golden opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not, no, I'm not dirty. Man. I'm fat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm dirty. I, I don't know what's up with Barb. Um, there's another one in Athens that's like that. It's like on the town square, right in the middle. of, And that's where we were that night that Corey, what did you do? Did you set by him? That guy, who? that guy had trapped those ladies. Oh yeah, yeah.
3: This and guy like it, sat
2: down in the booth with these ladies, and like they were hello. like, "Don't sit here." And then they were like, "Can we like let us out?" And he wasn't being mean, but he was like, "Come on, oh, you yeah. guys, are, give me your number." And then, uh, what
1: were, Georgia thinking. frat boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah like classic. Yeah, that that like pleated khaki New yeah. Balance go dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't remember what I did because I, I was
0: pretty fucking fries drunk. At him.
2: I think he started throwing fries at him. Yeah. Over your shoulder.
0: Yeah, something like that. Just trying uh, to be a fucking gentleman, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
4: we're good, right? Aristotle, we good. We're going right on. Well, hey, we're in it, everybody. We are joined today by the illustrious, the inimitable Sean Patton. Well. Yeah, that was coming through. Oh, me. I know you're right. I was banging on the table
1: drum. Hey, Sean, thanks How for are being I here. I mean, man. it's the, the the pleasures all mine. I've never been called illustrious or what was the second one? Inimitable. Oh, that's a good one.
4: I think that's like that's perfectly describes one. you. I feel like, yeah, you're one of a kind, man.
1: Well, yeah, definitely illustrious. I, yeah, yeah, this is too. the pot calling the kettle black. Really. <laughs> this is the pot calling the cops on the kettle right now. So, <laughs>
3: so.
4: <laughs> so Sean is a fantastic comedian, originally from New Orleans, which I want to talk uh, sure. quite a bit about. Sure. But you, uh, you're based in New York now. Is I am. That right? I live yeah. in
1: New York. Live in Brooklyn. Right on. Um, I love it. I love it. People love to people love to shit on Brooklyn, but it's like you know, yeah, it's pretty great. It's yeah. I I think it's pretty great. We've, you,
2: you get like a lot of things white people like. It's like it's fun to shit on, but right. like J. Crew makes nice clothes. Yeah. That's why yeah. the rich people are buying them.
1: Yeah, I live in I live in Bed Stuy, which still it still has some of its like. there's a lot of integrity to that neighborhood still. So you still get, there's still parts where you could tell like white people are nervous walking around. (laughs) I'm like, that's hilarious to me. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. Like it's, but it's necessary because otherwise everything would just become target. And right. You know, you need some pushback. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so you used to do a joke about gentrification in that, in that particular neighborhood. I saw you at, uh, I saw you in New York a couple times at one of the, uh, UCB shows. and.
1: Oh, I, I re- did. Yes. Yeah, about, yeah I remember yeah. you yeah. had a
0: great bit about gentrification and, like, maybe you had just moved to that area or something.
1: No, I don't remember was- the bit, but I just remember it was fucking hilarious, and I wanted to tell you that. Well, thank you, but I do remember because it was – I when I first moved to New York, I lived in Bushwick, yeah, which was still, like – You know, rough around the edges, but, you know, a good neighborhood. You just if I don't. Here's a theory. And this is I I know there's a thousand experts out there who want to prove me wrong on this. But I believe this in my heart. Nowhere is dangerous if you're not a fucking idiot. Okay. (laughs) Well, again, well, this is coming from a a native native uh, New New Orleans guy. So I feel like you've got. Yeah. And if you're a dumbass and stumble into the wrong neighborhood and act like you're a fucking own it. There's a thing I call tourist privilege. Because mm-hmm. it's growing up in a tourist city, you see it, and living in a tourist city now, you see it a lot. People who think that because they're spending money on vacation that they're untouchable, yeah. Yeah. that there's some sort of like law that oh, come on, you can't fuck with them. They're here, they got their whole family. They they're put they they're staying at the Marriott. They're spending money at restaurants so they can walk down the street in your neighborhood and act like it's there to in, fucking entertain them, right? And it's like no, mug that person, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mug that. like I almost want to become like a like a mug, like uh, vigilante uh, pro mug. No, like not. I'm pro mugging for idiots. Yeah, yeah right. I, mean, I think it's mostly people. I'm sure well, there's innocent mug victims, but you know. Well, what are the what
3: are your
4: what are your uh, like what are your rules or whatever or the standards that you should go to avoid being an idiot who then gets who deserves getting mugged? Like,
1: um, remember that you are visiting a city. Yeah, treat it with respect. Don't piss all over it. That's specific to New Orleans. Uh, secondly, <laughs> if you wander into a neighborhood that you're not familiar with, figure it out. Okay? F- remember how you got there. Don't walk around loudly, drunkenly shouting at locals like, hey, where, why can't I find my way back to, you know, Bourbon Street slash Frenchman Street or mm-hmm. New York? If you get lost in New York, you're just kind of an idiot. I'm sorry. I'm saying that out loud. <laughs> it's a grid. Yeah. Right? It's a fucking grid. I get it in the West Village maybe, but the rest of it is like, wait, I'm at 15th and 3rd. I'm supposed to be at 16th and 25th. How is that supposed to work? What am I to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I'm like, oh, no, stay here. Get mugged real quick. But that's – you wouldn't get mugged <laughs> in that neighborhood. But like I saw it a lot in New Orleans growing up, just idiots who like are shit-faced and they're in the quarter or they're uptown and they stumble towards like neighborhoods where it's people's are living. So and they And they act as if like, oh – Uh, Sorry, I'm just here spending money in this shithole. And it's like, yeah, you're going to get stabbed.
4: Well, I got a specific (laughs) story about that with a group of friends I was with once. But it happened in like the quarter or whatever. (laughs) But the very dumbass behavior is super apparent in this story. We were somewhere down in the quarter near the casino or something. One of my redneck buddies – bought some coke right oh, and yeah. then uh, and we go back to the hotel room and find out that no he had not bought coke He Big had, bu- yeah imagine that he had bought you know <laughs> fucking bacon soda mixed with whatever it was just total bullshit right
2: yeah. and we we're like well now, how did you guys find mm-hmm. that out what experiment did you guys we use? bought one of those proper test
1: kits <laughs> oh, and good, broke good. out the beakers <laughs> yeah. and oh, the yeah, whatever else nice. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, is that what just you call your nose the beaker the, <laughs> yes the old fashioned way is how we <laughs> whenever we it buy out. coke we sprinkle a little into a thing of biscuits yeah right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if it rises or not?
1: It's <laughs> yeah. Mamaw's old yeah. trick. <laughs> it'll it'll that's rise awesome. me or it.
4: Uh, so anyway, if this happens and we're like, well, that's a bummer. You know what are you gonna do? We go out and do our thing, get oh, no. drunk and everything. Later that night, so now it's like one or two in the morning. It's late. There's fewer people out. We see that same dude. Uh, I- who how sure are of, you it
0: was that same it dude? It definitely yeah, was okay. the same dude. I might have sure. been being racist there. No, no, or y'all I don't been believe, no. no, no. I, I believe Trey. I don't believe that his friend would have known, but I believe that Trey would have known. Okay. Because I was like, so we see the same
4: dude, and the guy who bought it is like, there's that some of a bitch who sold me, whatever. And immediately I'm like, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no <laughs> and no, no. he like runs across the street up to him. <laughs> and it's like, hey, buddy, what the fuck? And of course, this dude immediately like brandishes a weapon. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, what the fuck you doing? And then, man, sitting my buddy like 180, just like that. Like, you know, like it yeah. just hit Record him all at scratch. once. Like, oh, right. Pause. This is zoom a, in. A drug yeah. dealer in New Orleans. Maybe I shouldn't be you yeah, know, running up guy, on this dude yeah. demanding drugs. A refund. <laughs> I got a receipt. Yeah, right. And uh, I thought for a second, you know, it was going to go way worse yeah. than it did. But oh. my buddy backed down Im-
2: immediately. Yeah. He was like,
1: oh, right. I'm sorry. You're, You're right. right. <laughs>
2: my, I apologize, sir. I
1: didn't read the contract. Right. Yeah, right.
2: yeah. <laughs> And then we left. So Yeah, so the last time we were all there together – now, Corey's a father, so this wasn't a we him. We all doing a show? Yeah. Uh, this wasn't Corey. This was a different guy like Corey. Uh, we were sitting around. We were outside <laughs> of a bar. <laughs> And my uh, kid's
0: not old enough, he, we can talk about me doing cocaine or fake cocaine. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs>
2: and well, the cocaine wasn't the problem to me. Wait or... a minute,
1: hold a second. Has no one ever called it faux cane? Oh, oh wow, that's great. That's yeah. And spelled the New Orleans way. The French, yeah. New Orleans way, yeah. yeah. We got a bunch of faux All right, guess what? We, hey, you heard it here first. Trademark this is, that. This buddy. is a, a collaboration, Sean Patton, well read merch. <laughs> F- Focaine Cowboys. Focaine.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. That's a uh, great name for some of those Nashville uh, artists. Yeah, yeah it, is. <laughs> it is. I got my Focaine Cowboy boots on. Oh, uh, right. dude. I, yeah. I can't
2: wait to see them. They're new, right? Uh, oh, the old no,
4: I got my old ones back from the cobbler today. Anyway, okay. oh, pretty, hell excited. Yeah. So pretty
2: excited. So we're there. We're outside of this bar right off of the quarter where my friend Russell was supposed to come meet us to take us to like a better place. He's a local or whatever. And uh, it's a pl- it's that place that's right off the quarter that's got it's got. Tables like I can stand hanging out there. There's a, there's like mostly locals there. Tourists don't like it because it's gross. Mm. And Russell comes up and I'm greeting him and I'm talking to him or whatever. And I don't know who told us one of Corey's friends. I was like, wait, where would Corey go? And he got, and his friend was like, oh, he just he went like around the corner. To buy some drugs, yeah. <laughs> and Russell is a public defender in New York. Like his face, and I'm Russell's like the calmest, coolest guy. Like he's almost like, well, he is like medicatedly calm. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he goes, yeah. "What he what Corey did what?" And he's like freaking out, and then I'm starting to freak out, and we start calling Corey, and for whatever reason, his phone won't right. ring. It's right. like going straight to voicemail, and then you'll have to tell him where you are and what went down. Oh, buddy, I don't remember.
0: I uh, <laughs> I was very because we'd been at that bar for a while, and I was we I, were I hammered. Don't think- I don't think we had a show. We didn't have a show that night. It was like the next night was or the something. Next, it, it, mm. Yeah. We so I came earlier,
2: stayed a day late. Yeah.
0: And my buddy Robbie uh, was there. Go to UncleBod.com slash buttercream uh, and Robbie will work you out for a discount. He's a wonderful trainer. This is, is exactly when I should plug him. Robbie was there. <laughs> and plug so, him while he was meeting the plug. Yeah. And, but when I'm with Robbie, like y'all know me. I mean, I'll I will part. I don't party anymore. But back then, I could I could be a little crazy. But never more crazy than you were
1: degenerate. Uh, why are we it down yeah. me too? Yeah. There's yeah, a reason yeah. there's a reason you're on Zoom right now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and not in studio.
1: My bracelet'll go off. But,
3: <laughs> I, <laughs>
0: but yeah, but like when Robbie's around, I throw all caution into the wind. Like normal me, even if he likes to party, probably wouldn't follow a stranger in New Orleans to get drugs, but with Robbie I will. So yeah, yeah that's really the part that I remember. And well, then what, I came you, back. you didn't
2: come back with drugs because you said that he took you like You were inside and you started freaking out.
0: Yes. Yes. There was that. I'm a very paranoid person. And I want to (laughs) say eventually, (laughs) I want to say that like I had given him the money and then he gave it to me. And I immediately went to give it a taste and realized that it was fake and was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? I have to, like, fuck my money. It's not about my money. It's just that, like, this is a scam. If I stay around any longer,
1: he's going to be like, he knows my drugs are fake, so I got to fucking kill him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, uh, so on my 18th birthday, uh, my Aunt Cookie, who was sort of estranged from the family, but, you know, still family, excuse me, she came over to my house, gave me a card, a birthday card with $100 in it, right? And to me, that was that was a fucking uh, yeah. goldmine, right? I remember it was so much that when my mom asked how much she gave me, I told her forty because <laughs> I didn't I didn't want her to try and take her cut. Yeah. You know <laughs> <what I mean? laughs> and so like me and like two of my boys, we like go to Bourbon Street that night to be like, we got we got a hundo, baby. You know, just going fucking. And it's like you know we burn up half of it in eight minutes because. But you know, New Orleans back then, it still is very easy to drink in as a minor. But back then. You only had to be 18 to get into a bar, but 21 still to buy booze. I think that might still be the case. And how would they differentiate with a with an X on your hand? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was <laughs> you could wipe off. it right and off. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was more of a litmus test. Like if you I think some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, yeah. but
4: it, this is how dumb I, I was. Yeah. Smart enough to fear that was the same thing where I went to college at yeah. Cal College in Tennessee. We had the same system, right? But I came back from the bathroom and yelled to my buddy who was like 22 or whatever. I was like, dude, I just wiped it off. It's <laughs> super easy. And there's... A bouncer, like <laughs> right standing there. on the other shoulder or yeah. whatever. I was like, he was fucking nothing, dude. You just think your fingers, wipe it off, simple. And then I turn around and he's like, All right, let's go. Yeah. And I, was like, I was like, No, I was just doing a bit. I was just kidding. I was
3: just, <laughs> he just I he writes one down. on your forehead <laughs> for like, with like permanent <laughs> yeah. marker. Nah, wipe that off. But anyway, dude, go ahead. Where I'm from, yeah.
0: in some places, the only way that you have to prove you're 21 is just if you have $100, you're 21. You oh, know yeah, what I mean, dude?
1: Yeah. Well, that was also on Bourbon Street. There's all those like beer stand little. You just walk yeah, in, right. but they don't care. But we were just drinking beers. But I remember this dude walks by, and he's just going smoke, 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 right? And I, my dumbass at 18, was like weed. And I remember he looked at me with this like,
3: "What the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah,
1: come on." And but I was like, "Oh yeah, oh, I want to dime. Yeah, we, we let's get some weed." And he's like, "All right, walk with me. Walk with." <laughs> he screamed weed. Right, was face. so stupid. <laughs> but like all three of us start walking with this dude, and he stops. Like, no, no, just you. Y'all stay here. Mm. And we're like, "All right, fuck it. We're doing this." And he walks me off Bourbon, uh, back into, the, but it's, you know, still the quarter. And he's like, "All right, listen, don't turn around. There's a guy right now following us. He's a cop. Don't look, don't look." And at the time, I'm like, "Fuck!" But realizing in retrospect, yeah, nice, nice one. That was a nice little, uh, nice little touch. But he's like, "I'm walk with me, walk with me. All right, I'm putting the weed in your pocket. I'm putting a dime back, and I have like a jean jacket on. And I feel him put something in my pocket. He's like, "I put the weed in there. Give me the money." And I gave him a twenty. He's like, go meet your friends back where we left them. I'll come back with your change. Don't turn, but don't turn around. Like, all right, I'm not getting that change back. I'm Mm -hmm. not that naive. Whatever, (laughs) fine. And I make the block. I go find my buddies. They're still there. Kind of surprised I came back that quick. We walk off to go fucking. I got, I got a dime. We go like off bourbon again on the other side to like roll a joint or whatever. And we pull it out, and it, it is a little bag. I'm gonna give you guys. What do you guess was in there?
4: Oregano. Oregano.
1: Classic. Classic. Would love it. Would love it if it were. Oregano. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At least you got something.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope it was like a card that said "You've been had." That'd Tobacco
1: be leaves. That'd be a hilarious little trick. I'd be like, ah, I'd keep that still. Anyone else? One more guess. Oh man.
0: Okay. Can I ask a question? Did yes. it in any way resemble weed or
1: drugs? Uh, in the most morbid, twisted. Ashes, like, Ash, ashes, yeah. Okay, ashes would have been great. It was boogers. <laughs> <laughs> boogers, oh, God! A little mini dime bag, one of those little dime bags. I'd rather be to stabbed.
0: i no sugar, boogers. just a booger. Nice.
1: I've got
4: to say, like, yeah. That's boogers. its own commitment, dude. Of course. Like, picking <laughs> like, that many boogers yeah. to like fill up a dime bag, multiple dude. dime bags. If you're running a whole scam based on boogers,
1: like we are,
2: how long did it take you? Like, were you like immediately? I don't think I've ever dude. seen a bag full of boogers. So, like, <laughs> right. I,
1: mean, I promise you, it is a, your brain. You, you will you will be surprised how quickly your brain goes. That's boogers. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> It's a whole different sticky icky, you know? I got a bag <laughs> but, but no, there was like a – like a, we all like took – like, dude, that that is boogers. <laughs> yeah. That's not red hair. That's blood, you know? It like, was like – Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it was – and I mean, oh, oh, the coup d'etat was my friend finally just like opened it. was like, yeah, I think that's boogers. You know, but, but, a, but then that led to a whole philosophical conversation of like, what do boogers smell like? Right. Because we're, we're all, always smelling them. We're all smelling boogers 24-7. You want uh-huh. to hear
2: something super, super weird? And I said this to somebody recently, and they got grossed out, and I don't what? know why. But I can smell when someone has a sinus infection. Yeast? Jesus
1: Christ! Dude. I don't know what
2: it is. I've I, heard people. Does claim anybody this here have a sinus infection? No. Okay. Good. I
4: yeah. used to perpetually have one though, so I guess I smelled like shit to him all the time.
2: It's not. It's not super. It's a little sour. It's like I first noticed it with my wife. Like every time her breath smelled a certain way, she had a sinus infection. And then I started noticing it like at certain times of year, like playing basketball, you're, you're gardening, dude, and you're like, oh, and then you get sick the next fucking day. So anyway, maybe Booger smells like whatever the fuck. It'd oh, be hilarious shit, if you dude.
0: were in the MCU and that was your
2: only. Right.
1: That was you know, your only talent. Were, there no, are people. Uh, I there, was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: There are people I think who can, like, that's not an isolated thing. Like, there's yeah. maybe they could train dogs. dogs? To smell a certain no, dogs, you know, dogs or something. Yeah. But I think there's also there have been people who can smell diseases on yeah. other people or whatever. But yeah, which is Wait, that, <laughs> but
1: now I just love the idea of like low rent mcu uh, you can smell sinus and uh, <laughs> we can guess the same thing at the same time always yeah. <laughs> <It's Yeah. cognitively. laughs> it helps no one but he do yeah. it.
2: it's funny if they were trying to make me like be able to smell cancer and oh, yeah. And they were like, like, yeah, we were trying to create this guy so he could, you know, snuff out cancer <laughs> yeah, quickly, yeah, yeah. and it's like, nope,
1: just Fine. sinus we of Well, it's a start. <laughs> yeah, if I ever found that guy again, I just want to know, like, did you have multiple bags of books, right, or yeah. just one for like the ultimate sucker of the night? I know that was me. See, I have these you questions got twenty bucks because you a bag said of weed
2: that made him mad. Yeah, I got these questions.
4: That's what because that's what I'm saying. Like that's. Yeah. You know, are they all his boogers? He running a booger operation? Exactly. Like, cause, like,
0: That's a that's, lot of boogers. I bet you, know? you could convince uh-huh. people, hey, give me some of your boogers, you know, you prob- like that. What? Yeah. I'd do it. A dollar per burger. booger.
1: Booger, yeah. i yeah. sorry. I got a booger racket in the French Quarter <laughs> yeah. for so some
0: 18-year-olds. If somebody tried to
2: buy my boogers, I, I, I think nothing would scare me more.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's someone. <laughs> I love that idea. Of, like, like, listen, man, like, negotiating? Yeah. Like, $2 a booger. That's yeah. my final offer. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Why do you want these? Why do you care? They're just boogers. It's a seller's yeah.
4: market. But yeah. he's also got to keep his, like, you know, his cost of goods sold and everything in mind. with the, You know what I mean? It's like, even the dumbest teenager, all mm. I can get for... The whole bag, of, bag boogers of boogers is twenty dollars, <laughs> which means yeah. I can't. Which means I can't spend more than you yeah, know yeah. a buck but a booger. Because I'm how? Gonna b- because well, I don't know, man. Then it's going to eat that, into that, my that, margins. Fifty cents are Really
1: thinking about it. Well, dude, yeah. how big was the bag? I was, was about like to one say. Of the, one of those little dime bags. Like, yeah, little, yeah like, full of boogers. Yeah, full of boogers. Was it like like bulging out, full of boogers,
0: or just like boogers at the bottom?
1: No, it was definitely stuff to the fucking brim, like a full bag. Just shake boogers. Boogers at the
2: bottom is the Folking Cowboys first album yeah. boogers at the bottom boogers
1: at the bottom folk and cowboys uh,
2: <laughs> so yeah I, so i've always
4: said that new orleans is my favorite city uh, oh, in this favorite. country because it's so much fun and also like i'm a fat kid i love food oh, and, yeah. like for me a big part of the probably the thing i like the most about traveling as much as i do is all the different sure. food and stuff oh sure and, you get uh, drunk anywhere right yeah and, uh-huh. but new orleans i think has the best food and the best drinking and all that and it's just rad and i think it's also
0: different
2: than every
3: other state in america definitely yeah
4: culturally culturally, very european who just said that did you say that european they both did at the same same time
0: time. you you had Uh, that skill
4: you said it uh because i remember one time my another friend of mine who had gone to europe when we were kids he went to new orleans and he told me he's like it's kind of a european feeling place and i've It's one of those things I'll never forget because it pissed me off so much. At my old day job, I repeated that statement before I had been in New Orleans. I said, Oh, yeah, my buddy said it's a European type place. And this girl that worked with me who was from New Mexico who thought I was a stupid redneck piece of shit, she was like, She immediately goes, Well, like, I don't really think you can classify anything as being just European because Europe is such a, you know, it's made up of so many different different. bad, yeah, so many different places and whatever else. I know. And I was no. like, I was like, well, he's been to Europe, and he said that, not me. And she just <laughs> wasn't having it. She used to brag about drinking coconut milk before, when you could only get it at Korean grocery stores. That was her line.
1: But anyway, uh, oh dude, that's right. trust me, that kind of shit. That I hate. I I don't like anybody that weaponizes their education, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because the thing. I mean, and this is I know this 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 will probably piss people off, but I don't care. I I don't think I don't look at high high education as a super achievement because. No one decides to get a larger education until they're already fucking educated. Right. See what I mean? Like, no one, like when you're a fucking kid, no one, no child is like, I want to go get a bachelor's degree. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, we're all forced into school. No one wants to do it at first, but you end up doing it. And then once you understand how important education is, then you decide to further it. But people, like, people, there's some people out there who use their education like i did this well also dude, some of, of it is people
0: that just don't want to leave like they're rich kids and they know their yeah, parents will she's pay for their college degrees. and they're like fuck it fuck
4: the real yeah. world but also chad daniels used to have that bit about yeah. i think now his ex-wife but his wife at the time was a phd in some kind of fancy science mm-hmm. thing or something and he had this bit about how like everybody thinks she's brilliant because of that and he was like Yeah, she's like really smart about that one thing yeah. he was like yeah. she don't know shit about all kinds of other stuff you know yeah. and that's how a lot of
1: those people you know, like I think education's important obviously, but yeah. people who like use it as like, Oh, but I've I studied that. It's like, but did you live it? Yeah. You right. know? It's like the thing that's going on with kids with the kids in schools and who go, I mean, I don't want to bring it down, but you know, like they're like, let the gun experts handle it. And like Oh, you mean <laughs> someone who's probably never had a weapon fired at them though? Right. Just studied also someone
2: who's yeah. obsessed with guns. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: always somebody who's fucking a gun. Or, That's yeah. funny because someone
0: once used on me the fact that I didn't go to college as a reason why I couldn't have the opinion. I think we need to do something about the guns as, yeah. if,
1: well, as if I, I would have learned that. I meant that, that Corey, I don't take it back. <laughs> well, also like I, someone I, – I forget who this was. I was having this. This was years ago. It was a It was a playful argument, but it was someone who like studied Cuban – and American relations for years talking about how Cuba was. But I was like, wait a second, though. You're wrong. I've been to Cuba. It doesn't work like that.
2: Right, right. I mean, I've
1: actually been there. Yeah. I was there for a week. We fucking saw Havana. And uh, it's not how that city is at all, what you're saying. And yeah. they're like, no, no. it's No, they're, no. Because traditionally this, I'm like, no, no. Yeah. I was there. They're describing a textbook. You're describing something you learned that is maybe outdated or has changed. It's. The perfect
2: iconic representation of this, I think, is the scene in Good Will Hunting where the smartass in the bar mm-hmm. tries to impress everyone oh, yeah. because he knows stuff from a book, and Will Hunting knows all the same things, but is also unimpressed with himself knowing it because he's like, "You spent, you know, I can't do the line. You spent he You t-
0: you spent two hundred fifty thousand dollars to get the same thing you could have got with a card at the public library.
1: Yeah, for for a buck fifty. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, there you go. That's an important part." Yeah, oh, that's it was, true. It's like in Boston, all library cards are $250,000. You would have yeah. known,
2: known that was the important part if you'd gone to college, Corey. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, I, 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 Well, I was just also going to say I spent a lot of money going to law school and I definitely went like almost like as a way to hide. It was almost like out of fear. Oh. And so like it was definitely motivated by a sense of perhaps never wanting anyone to be able to, you know, weaponize against me or something like yeah. that, you know, but like I as... Someone who's spent all that money and time—you're completely right.
1: I mean, intelligence is also—it's like use it. It's a gift. It's like a—it's like you. No know, one chooses to be intelligent or stupid from the birth. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you're born with a brain that functions. I mean, yes, you choose what to do with that brain, how to use your intelligence or not, or to try to be smarter. But I feel like I hate smart people who look down upon anyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, if you are intelligent, you have a gift. You should fucking use that shit. You should help people. You should try to make them understand. You should at least – that's why I blame – I feel like we're in this world where everything's just stupider now. Like being stupid is in. It's hip. It's hip to be dumb and ignorant. And I don't blame idiots for that. I blame the intelligentsia.
3: I blame a decade
1: of smart comics and smart directors like looking down on the everyman. I think what, it's too like you know? it.
0: Bush Bush kinda made it President Bush sorta made it like mm. I remember back then everybody would call him stupid. Like the Democrats would call him stupid and like everybody on the other side was just like, Oh, he's just an everyman, you know. It's fine. We like yeah. a guy the that's oil more, he's street smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Co owner too- of a baseball team yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah well yeah, yeah.
2: politics and the entertainment industry, there's a parallel there. I think it's twofold. I think it's what you're saying, mm. which is the The snooty people looking down and then a lot of people take advantage of that in politics and entertainment where they then do dumb things because they know there's a market for it like they're smart and they're pretending to be dumb and that drives me nuts i I also
4: hate the the inverse of that or whatever like the snooty coastal type people who like who if you talk to them for a minute you could tell they're actually charlatans like that they're Uh, they think they're just because (laughs) of like how they were brought up and where they lived and that type of thing. Like you could tell, they think that they're way smarter than yeah. you know somebody from flyover country or just whatever somebody from the middle like, of that's nowhere. A good,
1: that's a good. Charlatan. You, charlatan. Yeah, that is someone who is
4: from Charlotte, from, yeah, from Charlotte,
1: and, and is a huge horn. asshole cheering yeah. for the fucking uh, yeah. The yeah. Panthers. Your- yeah, <laughs> no, that's not. No, yeah. That charlatan is someone who's false. It's like a false intelligence. intelligence. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, those
4: those people drive me super crazy because i've run into a few of them like out here you know because they'll be the ones that ask me things like you know how did you get to college and and that type of shit like those type of questions because they're just so fascinated that you know i have shoes and made it across the country or whatever and then but anyway people like that you talk to for a minute and uh not all of them but some of them it you can tell after you know a few minutes like oh you're also, you're kind of dumb, and you don't know it. And I that I hate that shit. Well,
1: so it's like there's different. Like, yeah, if you have the ability to like interpret 19th century French poetry, or like get a Lars von Strier film or some shit like that, great. That doesn't make you better than the guy who sees both of those things and is like, nah, not for me. But can look at an engine and pick it apart, uh-huh, and like right. movies will make you believe that that like the Will Hunting's and like the Tony Starks of the world. Are actually, They actually exist. I think there's probably one person like that every yeah. fucking generation. Right. But, like, it's like – I hate that idea that, like, oh, you didn't – you don't read David Foster Wallace? Like, no. Right. But that guy also can, like, fucking build a house mm-hmm. with and he gets it. He understands how to, like, build structures and that's yep. also intelligence. Why do you – and I feel like there's a lot – I hate Snoot. I hate it. Me too. I hate those fucks because they – I'm like, we're where we are now because you made – everyday people feel stupider and they aligned with the idiots like Trump who were like, ah, I fight for you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's why, that's why it's such a swing that way. I don't blame them. I blame, I'd like to say us, but I don't think I'm that smart. I'm very, I'm a <laughs> high school dropout for Christ's sake, but you know, uh, the
0: smartest people I know didn't even go into academia or anything like, like, I, dude, I guarantee you that Stephen Wright is smarter than a lot of people that work at NASA. You know what I mean, but he uses his brain for comedy. And uh yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah. So, circling
4: back to the New Orleans thing. Oh, yeah. I've always been a fan. I've been there like a bunch at this point. I I guess actually, first question I want to ask because you're all, you're a comedian and yeah. this is sort of inside baseball, but I don't care. I want to ask you, and I hope this doesn't. Uh, I like inside. No, baseball. no disrespect or anything uh, towards New Orleans, but I've always felt like I love the city of New Orleans, but I always felt like comedy wise, it's not like the best comedy well town. And I'm wondering <clears throat> if I mean how you feel
1: about that. No, like, no, is that know, out of line or no? No, 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 no. I mean, there's been a couple of attempts. Of For clubs to open up there, that just kind of fell short because they always did it wrong. They always tried to open near Bourbon Street or near the convention centers, and, like, they wanted tourist traffic. And my argument to any future aspiring comedy club owners listening to this, look at the best clubs. A lot of them are nowhere near any of
3: that shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: like, the cellar in New York is in the West Village, but that's New York. The whole fucking city is a touristy area. You get foot traffic anywhere you go in that city. But, like, comedy on state. Uh, that's in Madison, Wisconsin. That's right by the Capitol. But that's also like been there for 40 years. And right. but but like, it's also dead at night. By the Capitol
3: happening during <clears throat> true. the day. Yeah, during the day,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, you're right, yeah. But like Acme Comedy Club, for example, mm-hmm. in Minneapolis, that's yeah. in the warehouse district, tucked yep. away, no foot traffic really. Zanies. Zanies not downtown. Shay, not downtown, in Old Town. Yeah, But, yeah.
2: well, Chicago and Nashville, both and of Nashville, them. And Nashville,
1: yeah. yeah. The, one, the, the first time I went to the Zanies in Nashville, I was like, are we even in Nashville? Yeah, yeah. right. Across yeah, yeah, the you know? street from a Dollar General. Yeah, yeah. Not nah. even sad. No, rest, in, rest peace. in peace. They closed that Dollar oh, General, which really it. broke my heart.
4: I love that Dollar, oh, general, really <laughs>
1: that dollar oh, general. Somebody but. bought it for $3. Yeah. yeah. Tripled their, <laughs> their money. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, yeah. but, like, the you know, but the, in New Orleans, you know, there's been attempts. And there is a small, like... You know they won't die. A small diehard scene there, and they keep doing better and better stuff. And now there is a couple of great music venues, the Howlin Wolf yeah. and Tipitina's, where I shot my special, that are now doing more regularly comedy booking in their programming. Yeah, yeah. we did the Howlin Wolf. We so did the the Howlin Wolf. What tour we Tip, usually Tipitina's do? Tipitina's yeah. is so great. Oh yeah, I mean the Howlin Wolf. That's good. I'm glad you guys linked up with them because they're they want they want it bad down there, and that's great. But you said it earlier; the, it's too European of a city why they're all there it's why there also isn't a giant burgeoning comedy scene in Europe where by all standard by all idea that like the u k is a great comedy scene mm-hmm. the, it seems like there should it should spill over into Europe, but it doesn't because that European mindset of like well like why do I want to go pay to listen to a stranger make me laugh when my friends are doing that right here at this outdoor cafe where we've been drinking for two hours right like wait why do I wait I gotta go where to see who I don't need to do that. I'm having a great well, time here on this boat. On I, this. I guess I, I my, my theory was always, always like a to... simplified
4: version of that, I guess, where I, yeah. I always just figured it was that if you're in New Orleans, whether you're visiting or whatever, like you're there to do other shit that isn't stand-up comedy. Right. Like, right. you know, wh- whether that stuff is just walk around getting hammered or whatever right. and eat a shitload of gumbo. <laughs> Either way, it's yeah. like. It doesn't include a stand-up show. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like on the itinerary or whatever. Nor would wild. comedians
0: want it to like doing doing stand-up in touristy yeah. places where they are just the walk-up tourist people is like it's fucking horrible. Like oh, I mean, granted yeah. I mean, granted, as y'all know, I'm banned from the the whole city of Myrtle Beach from doing comedy, but like my theory on it was always like Wait, Can you
1: you explain how I can also do that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, the way that I got banned from uh, the one club was that uh, there was a lady who wouldn't stop heckling and literally audibly talking on her phone during the show, so I went into a 15-minute diatribe, uh, the highlights being calling her a cunt and all that shit, and she was actually there uh, with a free ticket from the owner of the club, Um. Uh, or no, the booker. The owner actually had my back and was like, no, she was being out of line, and and then while i was there to do that show i was in a commercial for that club and it aired and the other club saw the commercial and was like you can't work here anymore so i can't work at either one of the clubs uh anymore but i'm glad and yeah. i always the, the the my theory on the like why tourist traps don't work for comedy is always that like diversity is obviously great in general, but you kind of want an entire audience to all kind of be on the same page and have the same synergy, like be from the same place. Like you can feel the room out. And whenever, when like this group over here is from Boston, this group over here is from Washington state. This group is, you know, from Florida, like everybody's so different. They're getting different parts of the thing and you can just never get a feel for what the audience wants. Maybe I suck at comedy. That's always been my theory.
2: It was also like a decade ago. Oh Yeah.
1: For sure. I want to throw this at you real quick. At Myrtle Beach Comedy Club, I don't even know if that's still there, in 2010, probably one of the best shows they've ever had there. I'm going I'm to throw out this lineup. You, Jared Harris, you may or mm-hmm. may not know Jared. I love yeah, Jared. We love, we love him. him, yeah. Jared Lace, uh, nice. they're right. great. Yeah, yeah. The Larrabee's great, but this was pre-Lace. This was Jared. Um, Nate Bergazzi, uh-huh. probably wow. heard of him by now. Mm-hmm. Rory Scovel, mm-hmm. oh, probably yeah. heard of him. Little old me. So we The were four on, of you guys were at the we were, we're just, together? <laughs> we did like a three-week tour together. Holy in shit. That's we a we <laughs> yeah. shot a documentary. We shot. We filmed us on tour for three weeks because we were trying to do like a. Uh, southern, com- it was like a, we were all from the South. Yeah, right. We're basically, we're trying to do what you guys have successfully done. <laughs> seriously, no shit. We were trying to be like, look, we're four guys from the South. We are not dumbasses. Yeah. yeah. Except for Nate, a little bit. Right. I'm no, we, <laughs> we love, love him. Uh, but like, he, but he was the most Southern by far of all. Right. right? Yeah, but yeah. like, yeah. But <laughs> the Italian boy. last name. <laughs> right. But like, we're like, look, we, we're going to drive around, film ourselves, do this documentary, us touring all through the South. We're not idiots. The crowds are good. And then we shot it and it was good but the guys we hired to do it turned out to be dipshits uh, you yeah. know, no offense but uh, we've had that experience. Yeah, were they from Georgia. the south too? no they were both <laughs> new york guys they were younger <laughs> and at first it seemed like it would work but after it's just a lot of uh, infight a lot of just beef between us and the way they want to do things and ultimately like we just we got the footage but it's just hours and hours of raw does it? Oh, footage. so it don't exist. Like we, yeah, can't we watch just it? haven't.
2: One day, Nate's got billions of dollars. Make yeah. him pay somebody I to mean, do something Nate, with it Rony now. Rory and
1: I have talked about. I mean, we haven't talked about this in a long ass time. But one day, seeing getting Jared and sitting around and actually watching all of it, yeah, and yeah. just picking out clips. But you know, who's got the time? But maybe one day. But we went to the Myrtle Beach Comedy Club. We did a packed ass house on a Friday night, and each and every one of us ate. Copious amounts of shit. <laughs> I'm just. Stop. It was just. No one could break them. Everyone. Everyone. You would go out and you get that one initial like new guy on stage laugh, and then yeah, and just. I still think that's probably the best show that's ever happened there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> right. Of the the because I mean so just it's just, so just hard. Rory and Nate.
1: The fact that you saw you saw those two guys pre now in there and no one gave a shit no one people just like, and
0: dude when nate i remember this? when nate was i won't say first started but like for i guess first started headlining in the south because like he was just one club over i'm from chattanooga oh, and yeah. like he's always been it's like Roy Wood jr they went they were beasts from oh, the start yeah, so like yeah. it's not like oh yeah that was back when nate didn't know what the fuck he was doing like yes he's always <laughs> yeah. yeah he's
4: always known always well keeping with the inside baseball oh, stuff yeah. for a while i so you have seemed to me so i did um Did a couple of the same festivals you were on like years ago and everything, which my introduction to you and you were always one of the dudes that like all the comics were like, you know Sean Patton, fucking that guy, that's awesome. Uh, And the common guy, first, yeah, (laughs) yes, right. Well, actually, my again, you probably don't remember this show because it was very lackluster, the show itself. But I got into. red clay Those are the comedy. only ones
0: we remember trey red, red clay. clay the first one the first yeah. one yes
4: in atlanta and that was like a bit because that was a fucking murderer's row of a lineup and i and like i was super pumped to be on it i was still living in knoxville at the time <clears throat> on the way down there my truck broke down in outside of uh rossville georgia i had to get he had to send somebody to come pick me up and i borrowed his truck in chattanooga and drove it the rest of the way so i'm almost late to my first show of that festival and I pull up, and I, again, I've seen the lineup. All these great comics are on it. I'm so pumped to be on here. I'm sweating bullets that I'm going to like right. miss it or something because of the car trouble. I get there right in time before it starts. I go in there, and then the show was like – not any good. Like the crowd wasn't good sure, and everything. Yeah. Like all the comics on it were great. Yeah. But like the it was the crowd was small. We weren't some of the some of the shows at Red Clay that year were awesome. But this one was like yeah. at eleven o'clock at night in some bar and it just <laughs> it, it was a big disappointment from where my expectations were. But you were like near the end of that show right. and you were Perhaps the only comic that night who truly did well. Like, that's, I remember, like, everybody was sort of, everybody was in the back like, what the fuck, man? And then I remember you just sort of strolled up there and just kind of flip the whole thing because i remember sitting in the back being like oh shit okay like because that was the first time i had seen you in person i was like all right
1: so awesome it's not just the crowd <laughs> <Exactly>. no, <laughs> like, no i i think it was us no because right exactly that that <laughs> festival that i mean I, I just did it again last year that's one of my favorite festivals yeah because it's awesome but then there's also there's is a little element of like total chaos shit showery to it yes yeah right. because yeah shout out gilbert Lawland. love yep, him love him but, yep. but what love a what, love him but just every now Again, he's like 90% on it, and then 10% like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I love about you, Gilbert. Um, 90 boy. I. but he, uh, I remember that show specifically because I, I, if my recollection is. As accurate as I think, it was in, like, a basement yes, of a bar. it was,
4: yeah. And yeah. I don't know if you yeah. saw this, but I pulled up, again, thinking I was late, and I pull up in the parking lot that that bar's in. Right. There's a huge line of people, and I was like, fuck yes. Yeah. Then I get up, and I realize that line is going into the nightclub that's above the right. bar where right. we're at.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I, <I'm> like,
4: <laughs> passed the line of people on my way down the steps to this place, and walk in there, and there's hardly anybody in there. And I was like, uh, it was just the roller coaster of emotions. I mean, it was dude, all set up to, like... <laughs> Be
1: ridiculous. Well, you, you know? know what's funny is the reason I remember that show, and I, I I won't say his name, because I don't I don't dislike the guy, but I remember it was one of the comedians up before me did a thing that is one of my top five comedian pet peeves, pet peeves, which is. Just immediately start shit blaming the audience. Right. Immediately start being like, well, you guys clearly don't like jokes, so I'll just. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's like, I get it. I know. We've all been through those fucking shows. They still happen. They will always happen from time to time. Where Try audience- to win first. Yeah. No, you for know? sure. Yeah. And it's also like, or just go up there and fucking take it in the jaw and yeah. act like that's what you wanted. <laughs> right. Just fucking, guess what? You get to do this for a living. We get to fucking live this life. It's awesome. It's hard, of course, but it's fucking mostly, you know, it's, it's awesome. And every now and again, you got to just – you got to go up there and just, hey, own it. Right now, I'm bombing and there's nothing I can do about it but bomb with my fucking chin up. And at least pave the way for the next guy because I do believe, speaking of inside baseball, that even if an audience isn't dying laughing, they might still be loving the show. Yeah. They might just be a little reserved. Mm-hmm. And when you start telling them as a comedian how much they suck as an audience, mm-hmm. they start to fucking draw, draw, you know, they start to pull back. Yeah, they just start bad or to man. actually suck. Yeah. Because to them, they're like, well, fuck this whole show. Right. And it well, makes also, the next uh, comics uh, job real hard. If everyone is,
0: has bombed in front of you, I find yeah. myself very relaxed me in too. that situation. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. like obviously yeah. it sucks if you go up there and you're the first to bomb. But if, like, I was ever doing a showcase and the four people in front of me ate shit, mm-hmm. my goal, my, my my mindset would always be, okay, most likely it'll go like that. But hey, you could be the one, and well, like, then you get up the bragging rights, like that, you know like that
4: CMT showcase. Man, you did in Atlanta. Did that's, that? That's yeah, exactly, exactly what happened. So, but yeah, yeah Gared, with, was there? I think country music, wait, CMT, <laughs> CMT, yeah.
1: yeah. Country music. Television.
4: television. And they were looking for new talent, and everybody ate a dick except me and Corey ate marginally less of a dick at the end, yeah. so like back-to-back, back and they never called anybody. Yeah. yeah. Then <laughs> – Just eat the tip. So embarrassing. I don't remember publicly. Uh, uh, after, I believe. Go, after, go ahead, though. After that, I was at home like a couple nights later, a little drunk at my house, and I ended up writing the CMT contact like an email manifesto about how, like, you know, I don't know.
1: I love that shit. Yeah, just like obviously
4: you're not seeing what you, you know, if you can't see (laughs) what we know, what we were doing, what we're trying to do, then I don't know what to tell you. And I, the next day, I sent it to them, and I was like, "Hey, was this?" Like was this dumb? <laughs> and they were, they were, they both just start dying laughing. And they're like, "Well, it appears to be a manifesto." They're like, "They're like, you're that's... a fucking lunatic." At Jeez. least
2: seventy percent of what you said came true, though.
4: It was right, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah at well, least, is true. Yeah, I was like telling him how great I was going to be.
1: That's great show. for man. Yeah.
4: I
2: mean, seventy
1: percent for manifestos.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Unabomber you know? barely got an eighty. Yeah, he was. I don't know,
0: man. His was more about the execution. Like he was right about everything. That's he just fair. shouldn't have done that. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. He only got an eighty, but you're right. He probably got a ninety-five.
2: Well, that wanna, also, yeah. real
1: quick, real quick, that also ties into one of my other pet peeves of comedian of being comedian, uh, but but not what you're doing. Because you know you got you you had experience you got some drinks you got a little emotional you did this thing yes I love that kind of shit like you know when it's nothing crazy I'm, I'm not saying drunk get it emotional go fucking you know walk in there with a loaded weapon but write a manifesto and <laughs> yeah. be like this is why your shit sucks and yeah why- <laughs> I, I love that but I, I my, my pet peeve is when comedians act like we should like nah man be normal like be it like. When comedians try to act like we're well adjusted human beings, oh, yeah. it's like, No, we yeah. are all in this fucking world because we are cracked. We are broken. Right. Yeah. Something got flipped over on its ass and dysfunctional uh, along the way. And every human being goes through that. But like, I'm saying we are, we do a thing that requires a lot of delusion mm-hmm. and like em- embracing your demons and like dealing with your own backwards thinking and your own, you know, OCD or anxiety, depression, just. All these things that a normal person would, you know, medicate or pretend like it didn't exist or would be actively afraid of and sh- ashamed to admit, we are we dive headfirst into it. Yeah. And through that, we occasionally get drunk and write, manifesto. Not- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Why that's a big fucking deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I just – I hate whenever someone would be like, oh, you can't do that, man. It's like, no, you can do that. Yeah. You, know, you can as a comedian every now and again – Write some dumb fucking post or yeah. do a tweet that you later are like, oh, that was too much. But whatever. It's part of this fucking world.
2: So I want to give you a chance, obviously, to talk about your special that's coming out. And I think I know how to tee you up because I want to tell my Sean Patton story. Um, oh, but- OK. So I was in New York, living there, and our buddy Kevin came up to Kevin Anderson came up mm, to yeah. visit, and Kevin was looking at like stuff to do, and he wanted to go to the Creek in the Cave. Kevin used to write sketches with us. He's a brilliantly funny man who now like has a kid and teaches, right. but um, he used to write sketches with all of us and stuff. So he came up, he goes, "I want to see some comedy," and he goes, "Oh, Sean Patton's at the Creek in the Cave. Let's mm. do that." And I was like, "Absolutely, that guy's great. It looks like he's doing an hour or whatever. Let's go." What I didn't know till we got there was that you were running. A one-man show right you were practicing it yeah and it was genuinely one of my favorite things that's ever happened in new york wow. uh we rode the train together me you and kevin average i'm sure you don't remember this is the night i met you afterwards we rode the train together the seven yeah and we were like hey that was great but in the show yeah there was a moment and it's all about your family and i'll let yeah. you talk about it because i know that it's related a little bit to the special it's all about katrina and stuff there was a moment where a lady was bent over laughing like you see on Def Comedy Jam, <laughs> couldn't breathe, and another lady, and these were both in front of us, kind of flanking me and Kevin, was crying her eyes out oh. because you were talking about some tough stuff. Yeah. And I re- I'll never in my life forget that. It like I came this close to like saying something to you that that night, like. We should all just stop stand-up comedy and do one-man <laughs> shows. This is, this is where it's at. Like, I was so yeah. moved that for a second I was like, this is the future of everything, of all the oh, art. You know what I mean? But it was really, yeah. really, really, really impressive. Thank you. And then we talked a little bit about that last night when we yeah. were drinking together. And you said that some of that stuff is in the special? or The majority it, of
1: it. Okay. Because uh, I did that. Yeah, that was a one-person show I was doing because I wanted to do Edinburgh. Yeah, I think oh, every right. I think every single yep. performer on the fucking planet should do Edinburgh
4: at least once. Did you take that over there and do uh-huh. it? I'm getting ahead of the game. yeah, go but I,
1: but I, but I know like a lot of people would disagree with that statement who've been there. I know a lot of American comedians specifically yeah. who've been to Edinburgh fucking hate it because yes. you can't just go over there with an hour stand up. Right, it's okay. to them that's not what they want. They want a theme. They want a arc to it. And I know a lot of fucking American comics also are like ah, they, but they don't laugh. They just went. It's like no, they laugh. But they just want a show. They want a story. They want a story. It's like it's just – it's that simple. Uh, so take an hour, to stand up, and string a narrative through it, and you're fine. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, if you're just up there being like, what else? What else is going on? They don't want it. They don't want that shit. I get that. That's my but,
0: comedy pet
1: peeve, by the way. What What else is going on? What else is going on? It's, yeah, like, it's like you're supposed to know. You
0: know what's going yeah. on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I came well, here so, for you to tell me. Well, there's also this idea that uh, audiences in the UK don't laugh a lot. Yeah, they absolutely do, but they're a theatrically trained society. So to them they don't they they laugh but they'll keep it in. They'll keep mm-hmm. it tucked yeah. a little They're bit. They're supposed
0: to be quiet, right?
2: They're now. supposed
1: to be a little tucked and you just That's why like... we did so well over there, Trey. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, dude, performing in the UK has taught me a lesson that this sounds fucking insane for any comedian to say, but uh you gotta get to a point where you don't need laughter to know something's funny. Yeah. You have to know in your fucking brain and in your heart and in your being, like, nope, oh, that's funny, regardless of how the audience reacts. Anyway, right. So, yeah, I did that show. I took it to Edinburgh in 2017. Um, It was a dope ass, a great experience, but it was a lot. You know, it was a lot of, there's a lot of emotional, but not like hokey, hacky, bullshit emotion. Just, it's a lot, that show. And then I got back to the States and I was like, I just got to shelf it for a minute. Just because I'd been, you know, banging away on that hour for over a year. And I was like, let's just shelf it and just go. I was on the road a bunch doing clubs. I, that hour was hard to do in clubs. I mean, bet hard because, like you know, because you needed them to stay with you for a whole narrative. Yeah, and sometimes it was great in certain clubs. I did it at Acme for a week, seven straight shows, worked beautifully. Yeah. but that's just a little bit better of an audience there. They're a little bit more. But then you know, I tried it at a fucking Albany Funny Bone once, and it was like, yeah, yeah I'm going to abandon this. Did ten- you? So, uh, so it it is comedy. Thing- it is a comedic. Right, yeah. but it's, it's got, like, a lot of
4: heartfelt moments in it and stuff, too. Couple, like, it's like, Sort of, like, just like... Like you said, people were crying and laughing. Yeah. When I, you I, did it in the club, did you, like, set that up? Did you tell them, like, hey, I'm about to do something a little no, bit different? You no, just
1: you just did the no. thing. And sometimes like,
4: it worked, sometimes it didn't. Because, like,
1: the actual, like, heartfelt moments are, you know, it's, it's probably condensed into only, like, three or four minutes of the show. Yeah. But it's still, yeah. like, it's just one moment that then leads into another, you know. But it's still comedy. It's a full-on comedic... Like, I don't... The big trope of Edinburgh shows is 40 minutes in, that's when you find out the dad dies. Yeah. Or whatever. And it's like, that's not what this show is. It's still, it's a a comedy show, but it just has one. Damn, I don't know if I can ever go to
4: Edinburgh then if that's like the cliche over there.
1: But if (laughs) it's kill him up top.
4: Yeah, I'll I'll start with with my dad down. I'll lead with that.
1: Exactly. But then if you you make it funny, that's my whole thing about comedy. It's like, if you make it funny, it doesn't matter how you do it. Right. If you take them down a winding road and then it's like... Whoa, where are we going? And all of a sudden it's like, ha, and it's like, oh, that's funny. Great. I fucking I don't think everything has to be set up punch. I think sometimes the setup can take fifteen different uh turns and uh forms, and the punchline can take the same, if not more. Right? Anyway, so in Edinburgh, I do the show, I come back, I shelf it, then 2018 hits, and I'm on the road a bunch, and I'm working on this. Uh me and my writing partner, a guy I write scripts with, named Rory Windhorst, awesome dude. We sold the show to FX, right? And we, you know, which is basically just you get paid to write a pilot. Yeah, right. right? Mm -hmm. And develop it with their producers. And that took from early 2018 till November 16th, uh, 2019. It's my birthday. Uh, Because that was the day they passed on it.
3: Ooh, yeah. happy birthday, bitch. Yeah, I know, That yeah. is, that yeah. is yeah. just the way, bro. And, 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 they sp- and, I, and I get it. They
2: We're 50 it, minutes into this podcast. You just killed your dad. I know, right? <laughs> yes, right?
3: Yeah.
1: But so that year and all that time was really all my focus was like I was on the road doing stand-up, but I was also focusing on developing this pilot. And, you know, FX is a dope-ass network. I fucking – I got – they're great. But, you know, just the show eventually – like anybody who's ever sold a TV show, we live in the land of that. Just sometimes, after developing it for a year and eight months, you realize "Ah, this isn't well. In my
4: experience, that's exclusively what happens. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
3: that's the part. Sorry, one hundred percent. We thought this might hit, but now, no. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. In fact, if you can just weather that out for two years, then they buy the show. (laughs) But no, but like then they then that happens, and that was late two thousand nineteen, and then of course pandemic, right? right. But then during the pandemic, I had a lot of time to think about it, and I was like, "Why the fuck? I gotta." And I just pulled it back off the shelf, and was like, "Why am I not?" And then once we start, you know, start going on the road again, start doing shows again, I just started like using more and more of that, and then adding in elements of like you know bits that I've been doing. All the And then when by the time we started or shot the special, which was February 2022, it was like, "Oh, this is that Edinburgh show that you saw," and then like with you know 20 more minutes of stand-up put into it that fit the whole thing yeah that makes it more because someone i can't remember who fucking said this but it stuck with me hard they're like your first hour has to leave the audience with a complete idea of who you are yeah Yeah. they can't be confused they can't know like i don't really know they gotta they gotta at least go oh i see who you are
3: Mm -hmm.
1: that and so that first hour was like well then let's just go with the most personal shit i got which I always talk about personal stuff but it was like that so it's 87 minutes long it's a long oh, special right. but i nice. i will argue that it doesn't feel like 87 minutes because there's a it there's a point to everything it's a yeah. it's a you're following along a narrative it's not just random ideas to, i got nothing against people who do that but i'm just saying there's a reason it's 87 minutes long right and so is I it, love it out now it's yeah it's out it's on peacock right now Oh, I I love love that. What, and what's it called it's called number one Number One. Yeah. it's like a quadruple entendre but you gotta watch to see why it's called that right but, but also like it's you know it's on Peacock it's been out since like December but that's what's amazing about streaming they're like no don't promo till it's already out Yeah. so that we can right now you listening to this right now can go, oh, go find you can watch it. on Peacock yeah, right. right now instead of worrying exactly. about saving a date but yeah it's been out I love it uh, check it out it's on Peacock if you watch the free version with commercials, mm-hmm. know this, they let me choose the commercial break times. Okay. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, they let me choose so it is not going to just go to cut to commercial mid bit. Like it's I I spent a fucking 2 days yeah <laughs> picking <laughs> yeah. the exact time codes of like all right, there all it right. is. Now we can break here. Did you come, come, back. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did
0: you come to them with that, or did they give you that as an option? Or were they gave you just like, option. "Please, okay, that's, that's like great." The,
1: yeah, if you're like a paid customer, there's no commercials. But I think there's like a, a tier where you can watch everything with commercials for less money. And they're they're like, "Do you want to pick?" They asked me if I wanted. That's a tier great. and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" yeah. That I surprises got, me. <laughs> yeah. They, they they're trying peacock's trying to like dude they're
0: crushing all yeah. their original shit is yeah. awesome i'm a real i'm a real big fan like i just now got into it because my yeah. uh our buddy earl is in one of their shows and i was just going on their list and like dude peacock is the place to be so that's great well and
1: for uh forever perpetual shout out to michael che because he produced it and great he, he he brought it to peacock like himself and he championed it and and he's a fucking angel angel of a man just being yeah. a fan That's of yours,
2: a, he just wanted to see it get made. And, yeah, 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 he's a
1: friend. And a friend. I mean, he's a friend first, and you know, colleague second. And he came to me and was like, "Let me do it." And I was like, "Oh yeah, please." Yeah, he said yes to and he, Michael and, he, and he's like, "Of all, and you guys have been in this business long enough to know you hear shit like that a lot." Yeah, you know, oh yeah. People tell you they want to help you. People tell you they can't help you. It's very flattering and cool when people do that, but oftentimes. Through no fault of their own, they just get too busy. Mm-hmm. Right, they just get shit. You know, they can't. Michael, who's already a fucking busy guy all the time, is not. He was the first guy to ever be like, "I'm going to help you," and then make time in his schedule to actually do that. Right. So he's know that about him. He's a he's a stand up, stand up. That's great. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's awesome.
4: Um, yeah. Do you, so. One of the questions I wanted to ask you about uh, comedy because you're like so you're great at. Uh, storytelling like you this if you guys don't know sean's got so many different like self-contained clips you can find on youtube from this is not happening or comedy comedy central clips or whatever that are like stories that are 10 to 20 minutes long or whatnot and they just all they're all incredible the the one uh the one about you and your buddy getting gay bashed yeah. and him, yeah. So I don't want to spoil it. You guys should yeah. check it out. They, him and his friend were pretending to be gay. Me and Drew used to do that. Remember we would pretend we were. having we like did a too. Lovers quarrel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me and you would we just like make pretend. out though. Yeah. Man, him <laughs> would. Uh, Man, he would like pretend to be in a fight in a bar, like a uh, like a <laughs> like a couple's fight <laughs> a in a bar. Uh, but anyway, they're all great, and I'm just. Do you? Uh, you seem to me, and I don't know how else to put this, so I hope you know what I mean. as the type yeah. of comic who can like just really get up there and go like in a, in a, in a room, you walk into a room, you sort of fill it out, whatever. And then you get up there and you're like, you just put the pedal down and go and you can talk about the scenario or what's going on or anything that's happened or any of that shit. Like there's like, you're comfortable with spontaneity and riffing and all of that stuff. You seem like one of those guys to me. And I'm always so insanely impressed by those guys because like, I'm uh, you know, I'm more of a like, Material mechanic, mechanic. Yeah, I wonder. But but
1: I'm, but I'm equally as impressed by that. Like, Like, likewise. Yeah, like I still, I think that's like I watch comedians who get up there, who can get up there and like in the you know, bam, 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 just like set up punch, set up punch. Like I, that impresses the shit out of me. Like I watch that and I'm like, fuck, man. Because believe you me, some nights when you're on stage and you're like, oh, I've got to get this audience to stay Mm -hmm. with me for. A fifteen minute journey yeah. versus the comedian right before me who just laid them the fucking waste with like, you know, in a fifteen minute set, ten jokes, twelve jokes. I I think that shit's equally as impressive. But do, if you, you know? just you just always been that
4: way, like yeah, it just came dude. naturally to like, you to be when, that
1: way. When I first started, yeah, I'm just I've always stored like even. You know, as making your friends laugh. It was always me telling stories as a kid. You know, as a teenager, smoke. I was never a class clown. I was the me and five friends skipping class to smoke fucking bowls in the woods. Clown. Yeah. You know that was me. And like, uh, but I did. I've tried a thousand times like, just to write like simple. It's like I'm gonna write just a joke. <laughs> and fuck, it. I always, I always end up just making it longer. Or like if a joke comes to you on stage, sometimes every comic writes on stage sometimes. And I'm like oh, that's perfect, that's just a nice opener, and then I'll sit down and tinker with it, and I'm like, no, now it's six minutes long. It's just i always it's good in some cases i would i I'm definitely the guy who I would rather do an hour set than a ten minute set oh, yeah, right. any fucking day of the week um but like you know, I'm also like a kind of shy reserved guy, I think normally like I've had like people have traveled with me, and the whole time been like. Are you all right? Are you mad? Are you pissed? I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't know how because, that goes. I was just like,
2: you I'm, travel with my wife. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: oh, uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah. I'm like this sinus infection. Yeah. This <laughs> sinus infected woman. Yeah. I just don't want to get sick, lady. No. But no, I just like I. Yeah, I think I'm. You know, I've been doing this for 21 years now. I think just like the way my head, like when I when you're on stage, it's just something subconsciously un- unleashes. You know, and like. I love being on stage and just going, but I also like to have a map. That's why I don't do crowd work. Not against crowd work. I think there's some great crowd work comics out there. I think some people do it. You know, last night, Jay Okerson, you know, he's in LA right now. That guy's one of the best. Now say,
3: right, yeah. That guy's one of the best at it. Yeah. You
1: know, Um, but I also just don't, to me, it's not as enjoyable as doing a bit that I've written and like honed and like, but make it seem like it's right there in the moment, which it usually is, but. It's still so for
4: you, it yeah. is kind of a hybrid because that's what I'm saying. It's like I Hi- oh, watch yes.
1: you, and it feels like you're yeah.
4: doing the the in the moment thing or whatever. But so you you're like you've got yeah. like a general roadmap in your head yes. when you're
1: starting out on a thing. Yes. And I you make just a set, sort of I make a set list every every set. Okay. I can show you on my phone. I have a decade of sets just on my phone. Okay, right. I make a set list every set. Do I stick to it? We see. We find Right. That. Okay. But yes, I do I like to have a map, but I will allow myself Hey, whoop. Jump right the fuck off it if you need to. Because That's you say, how like you said like yeah. big big
4: Jay's great, Our, But Sam talent is really good oh, at fuck that yeah. type Sam of thing. San 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 like San that, yeah. then, and that Love Sam. You know, that type of shit's just always like uh, fascinating to me and it's like I said you seem like you're somewhere you don't do crowd work, but it's like a like a hybrid thing. Or you you like come across You're not afraid as to go on that. a
0: tangent that wasn't
1: rehearsed. Oh, 100%. Yeah, Yeah. It can't be. I mean that's sort of like – I've said this before, uh, but I I, I will say it probably many more times. There is a definitive difference to me between killing and being funny, right? Right. Right? (laughs) You want the two to intertwine, but like you can do one without the other. Does yes. that make sense?
4: Yes. Yeah. I, I, the, my guy that opened for me this weekend, uh, Donnie Sangstack, told me a great story about this exact concept. But you could continue if you want, and I'll tell you what. Okay, it well, he just, it's, just,
1: it's not that much more. It's just that, like, I think you get so much focused comics where, like, I got to kill, got to kill, got to kill. But if you I personally believe that if that's your, if you go in there with that mindset, mindset you're going to start pandering and you're going to start, you know, you're going to start aiming lower and lower because you just got to kill. And you're afraid to actually be funny. And I've been guilty of that many times, right? But being funny is always more of a risk. Being funny is harder. Any any performer worth their salt can kill. Being funny is way more difficult but way more real and way more enthralling for both us performing and the audience watching, right? But it's more of a risk. So – but then sometimes you take that risk and that leads to the kill. I look at it as a night of drinking, Right? Uh, Having a great night out is kill. Is uh, being funny. Getting fucked up is killing. That's not hard. You can go to a bar Ah. and just pound shots until you're fucking trashed. Yeah, right. But the version where you have some drinks, try out a different cocktail, make a friend, meet a woman, get a number, have a great conversation, make a business contact, get laid, and in the course of all that, you end up getting fucked up. You've that's bam. You've achieved that. That's how I look at it. Like you got to take these risks, and in the course of it, you hope it kills. But It's always to me more worth it to be like, oh, let me just try this fucking thing that I love. And even if it bombs, you're like, well, at least I know now, at least I have a beat on it. At least I could figure out how to make it work better versus nah, I'm just going to abandon. That was the thing I used to make fun of. uh, That was the thing. L.A. comic. We used to make fun of it. I don't think there's really that big of a difference between L.A. and New York comics. Just New York comics have a little more. We're just we just have more stage time. But it used to be a thing of L.A. comic. Show up do five new minutes they thought of of the car ride over, doesn't get anything, <laughs> berate the audience for five more minutes <laughs> for not knowing who they are, or uh, I don't need this shit, and then closing with five minutes that they did on Conan two years ago. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, But that happens in, on the East Coast too, but I'm just saying, like, it, every comedian's guilty of that, of like, oh, fuck, I gotta kill. But I, I also find if you just stop yourself there and go, no, 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 it's gonna be so much more worth it to try and be funny, and let the kill happen, versus try to kill only and then hope it's funny. Because bel- we've all seen that. We all know that comedian who every time they get on stage, they absolutely murder it. However, you ask the audience, "What did that person say?" Mm-hmm. Remind- what were your favorite bits? Mm-hmm. And it will always be, the, "Uh, I liked when they asked that one girl uh, if she was pregnant, right?" And and, and she said, uh, "No, I'm just no." I'm fat. That, that that never happened. But you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean that would actually be hilarious. Like, how, fa- you know? how far along are you? I'm just a fat fucker. <laughs> it's the big she fat or, crime. Or the yeah. Or the other way around. Like how? how Jesus Christ! Are you on? Are you carbo loading? No, I'm seven months pregnant, asshole. Yeah. But either, either way, it's just yeah. Like I, I. Or I think there's been so many times where we've all seen that guy or girl or person too who's amazing, but the audience is just sort of like ah. Uh, Mm -hmm. What do I do with this? But, you know, it's – I think that's the beauty of being a comedian and and the live aspect of it is, like, taking risks. Make it worth it. Like, sometimes – Steve Martin said it in his book. Sometimes it's so funny they don't get it for another day. Yeah. I don't think that – I'm paraphrasing. But, you know, sometimes it's, like, in the moment they're like, what? But then the next day they're like, ha, (laughs) ha, fuck. That was a good riff, bit, skit.
4: Yeah, well, dude, you're like – you're like both the comics comic and also an absolute killer at the same time. It's well, here. you guys got to check him out. Like I'm Thank saying, you. like I go to the, at those festivals, it was always like you were the dude, but then also in the actual, it's not just the back of, you're not playing in the back of the room. It's no. not just the back of the room that's laughing. You're fucking destroying everybody. Thank you. You're one of my favorites. You're one of the best. But Wait, really quickly. I want to yeah.
1: hear, I want to hear Donnie's story. Oh, okay. I, well, I was
4: going to, I was going to say, yeah. I'll, uh, Maybe we'll have Donnie come on here and tell it. Okay, and I'll tell, yeah, okay. and when we turn it off, I'll tell yeah, you guys. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, 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 I think it's a super funny story and it's his story. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You we should have, anyway. we yeah. should have Donnie on Our anyway. We should have Donnie on anyway. So, when we stop recording in a second, I'm going to tell you guys, but for the audience, we'll have Donnie come on because you need to meet him anyway, and I'll have him tell it to y'all. So you're going to have to wait in suspense for a week or so. All right. Yeah. But, uh, Check out uh, Sean Special on Peacock. Right number one, now, number one on Peacock, and, and I'm, on, I'm
1: on the road with David Cross for like a few months. Oh, that's right, I saw no, that. I heard, I
4: heard yeah. him talking about that. Yeah, that, yeah.
1: that's probably going to be. Yeah, I was going to say this right. comes
2: out this week, so if you got dates, oh, oh yeah, plug, I mean, yeah, plug
1: everything. Uh, if it, if you go to my website, meSeanPatton.com, I got a bunch of dates listed. Listed a lot of them with David, and then some of them with just me on the road. But I'm check out my website. I'm always on um, YouTube channel is Sean Patton comedian. I'm just now leaning into that because I'm a fucking idiot. But, you know. P- you yeah. and uh both. Yeah. And follow me on Instagram, Mr. Sean Patton. But, yeah, check out the dates. Touring with David is pretty fucking awesome. He still He's still got it ten times. He's still – he's great. And his fan base is awesome and it's fun. But, yeah, come see me on the road. Peacock Special. Uh, more to come. Hell, yeah. You know? yeah. Sean Patton, everybody, thanks so much for no, being no, here, No, thank buddy. you, guys. This is actually fucking cool as shit. I'm a mega fan of these dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Giving me the oh, vipers. Thank you, Sean. Right.
0: I, too, am about to faint. Corey, you want to sing us off? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, thank you all for listening to the Well-Read Show. We'd love to stick around longer, but we got to go. Tune in next week if you got nothing to do. Thank you, God bless you. Good night and skew. And also go see Sean's special on Peacock Skew. All right, we want to thank Sean Patton again for joining the program. Y'all, for real, go check out his special right now. You will not regret it. He's just simply one of the funniest dudes doing it. And as I said in the intro, he deserves way more than he gets, by God. You should all be the number one Sean Patton fan Uh, after you watch it. And that's maybe that's why he called it number one, because he knows knows exactly what's going to happen. You're going to dig him. He's going to be your new guy. So check that special out. Follow Sean everywhere. Also remember wellreadcomedy.com for our dates trey crowder uh, excuse me patreon.com slash trey crowder for bonus trey we got gravy baby with drew we got putting on airs with me and trey trey's also got the weekly skews with him and smart mark and as for me you can go to parttimefunnyman.com and check out all the stuff i'm doing uh in order to make me not have to be on the road as much i'm not gonna lie i love my baby so much, and I just want to stay at this house and make videos and uh, cool uh, podcasts for y'all. PartTimeFunnyMan.com. It's $5 or it's free. Later.